Good morning and welcome again to 30 Steps to Success in Life. Today we are continuing our trek, we're continuing our, our pursuit to add to the elements, add the elements that God has in mind for us to our lives. And in adding these elements to our lives, I know it's going to make you a more profitable you to God. In fact, as we continue to, to shape ourselves and renew our minds, and as we continue to allow the hand of God and the will of God to work in us, we make ourselves a better offering to God. Do you know God has a purpose for your life? He has already decided that he's going to make you like his son Jesus. He's going to bring you into that image, the word says, that we are changed into the image of God. But do you know how we're changed? The Bible says from glory to glory. Here a little, that's what the Old Testament revealed, here a little and there a little. You know, a block at a time, a brick at a time. Not all in one moment, but by a process. And the process is like a metamorphosis that, e, that, that, that we basically, if I can use this word in, uh, in, a, in a Christian sense, we evolve as we continue to live and work and allow God to work in us, we become what God wants us to be. And the process, a whole lot, is just continuing to embrace each new thing that God gives us. And today, I'm excited about what God is going to add to our life today and add to the pursuit of our excellence and the pursuit of what God wants us to be. I'm excited about this today because our word for the day and the concept and the element for today is something that I look around and, you know... Uh, when people miss this element, it's quite evident, and many times they don't realize that it could be the one thing they lack that keeps them from being successful, keeps people from opening up doors for them, or it keeps them from, from, from being that steady type of person that endures and continues doing the simple things of life. And most often it's the simple things wherein we err that causes our foundation to erode or causes us to not embrace the success that God wants us to have. I believe that God wants you successful. Now this already, this, this, this assumes these 30 steps we assume that every one of you, that you're born again. We assume that you're in love with Jesus. We assume that you have already committed your life to Christ and God is causing your thoughts to become agreeable with his, like Proverbs 16, 3 says. We assume that your steps are being ordered the Lord because you're right with God, like Psalms 37, 23 says. We assume that you have pledged your life to Christ, that you are not, not vacillating in your commitment to Christ because under that assumption, you can take these principles and you can bring your life to a great measure of success for the right reasons. Now, even if you aren't saved, even if you don't know God, even if you don't believe in God, these principles will still work. The Bible says, marvel not when the wicked prosper. Why? Because the children of this world are wiser in this world than the children of light. And we, all of us, born again, lost, lost as a goose or on your way to heaven, you know, we all walk down the same pathway to success. But with God in your corner, we have a true and eternal purpose for being successful. It's greater than just seeking the success of our, of our fleshly desires, of our, of our carnal lust. It is a success that basically is tied in with destiny. Greater than just a pursuit of success, it's a pursuit of destiny for a purpose. That's why when we go 
uh, to God and ask him to give us a dream, many other people can have these same types of imaginations. You know, at the Tower of Babel, the Bible talked about a unified people in the book of Genesis, and nothing could be restrained them which they imagined to do. You see, that imagination was the very thing that was the, the, the catalyst to causing greatness, to causing things to come to pass, and that's the way it is today. But I want to encourage you, please, don't just work these steps. Don't just make yourself a better you with no real eternal purpose or connection connect yourself to Christ for the reason that you want to be successful the reason that you want to prosper the reason that you want to achieve is so that you can offer these things up to him who saved you him who gave you life offer these things up to God and let him make the most out of it for his kingdom purposes I'm, I would despair if I gained the whole world and yet lost my soul but it happens. And it's harder for a rich person, the Bible says, a person who trusts in riches to enter into the kingdom than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And we know what that is speaking about. Basically, people who trust in riches and who become rich prior to accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, it's very difficult for them to submit themselves and see themselves as in need. It's very difficult for them to trust God like they trust their money. Their money becomes security for them. Don't let money impress you or depress you. Don't be impressed with people that have it and don't be depressed if you don't, okay? Because money's not your God. We are pursuing success. The success that God before ordained, the, the success that God predicted for his children if they would just follow these steps. And I believe with all of my heart, if you will ask God, well, if you see a situation in your life that you would like it to change, if you would ask God to give you his ideas and then put his plan together, allow him to work it in you. You know, don't just run off half cocked. Allow God to work this plan in you through pondering and through meditating and then embrace it, get a hold of it, declare it and, and, and make it yours and begin your pursuit. And if you will do those things and add these other elements to your life, I'm convinced that there is nothing in your life that could stand in the way of you being successful and achieving the desired results in every area and every adventure of life. God in your corner, who can lose? These elements that we have added so far to our life, relationship, presentation, participation, character, humility, endurance, kindness, candidness, Influence, don't forget to spend your spiritual capital. Influence, faithfulness, flexibility, perspective, confidence. And yesterday we talked about meekness, adding these things to our lives. Elements that make us more like God and more like God wants us to be. Okay. Today, I can't tell you how excited I am about getting to share this. I wish I could share it with all of the vim and vigor and, that, that, and, and the vitality that it demanded, but I don't think I can scream that loud. Even though I am that passionate, I don't think I can say it loud enough and strong enough and long enough to, to, to make the impact that it needs to make. So I'm going to have to trust that God explodes this in your heart and your mind. It is the simple element of normal. Normal. 
I know people look at me and say, well, you're not normal. Yeah, listen, listen, if you want Bible results, you got to do Bible things. In normal Christianity, you need to read the book of Acts to find out what normal is, okay? We don't live in a normal world, but whenever we are, we are going about our lives doing things, it's important that we add this element of being normal, of being sane, of having some sanity, some predictability to our life, to our day, to our schedule, so that we don't appear to be, you know, uh, uh, weird and spooky and strange. And because weird and spooky and strange people have a short success span, all right? They get out and they, they, they get after it real quick often, but people find out that the substance of their life is, is, is really a little bit weird or spooky or strange, and people often withdraw from them. They stop up, 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 up having an a, 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 a intimate relationship, and they withdraw their influence from promoting them. Because who in the world wants to promote somebody that's going to embarrass you with their strange, spooky, and weird behavior or with their concepts? Or my goodness, have you ever taken somebody somewhere and they, 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 they said something, which although true, but they were irresponsibly honest and they were there on your ticket. You know, you were the one that was vouching for them and they absolutely embarrassed you so much that you wish and you'd make your decision. You're never going to take them anywhere else, you know? I, okay, normal normal. God did not intend on making you so weird and spooky and strange that nobody likes you, that nobody wants to be around you, that people are afraid of you, that their hearts don't safely trust, that they think you're going to embarrass them or that you're going to say something that is so off the wall, it's going to offend all of their friends. It's going to offend the, 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 the conversation. It's going to run people off, not bring people together. It's going to run investors off, not bring investors in. We need to be normal. Okay, normal. I know you're looking at me and say, well, you need, yeah, I need this one, okay? It's the balance of our life. The balance of our life. The ability to interact with other people. The ability to be all things to all people. The ability to, to present yourself in such a way that other people are not afraid of you. That other people are not determining that you're a risk for them. The balance of life. You see, Joseph worked at normalizing his life, even though his life was anything but ordinary. You know, he was in the pit, he was in the pit, all these things. But nonetheless, Joseph worked at normalizing his life, putting himself together, you know, a, a, a schedule, getting himself a plan, you know, working the plan, presenting himself, you know, at work every day and things on that line, things that people read in as normal. You know, I, at, at, at one time I had a, 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 a gentleman who worked for me, and when we would show up on Sunday mornings, and I depended on them to be there because it was, the, it, it was the key individual. It was not in this place, and it was many years ago in a different place that no one can ever figure out. But this guy was, was a piano player in my church. And, and we would show up on Sundays and Sunday nights and, and Wednesday nights, and I never knew if he was going to be there or not. You know what he was doing? He would always tell me, and it was true. I believe in 100%. I do not, I do not doubt it. But some, for some reason, he would say, oh, about, you know, a 945 that morning while he was on his way to the church, the Spirit of God would speak to him and tell him he needed to go home and intercede for somebody. So he'd turn around and go back home and intercede. And here we'd be, you know, all of us at church waiting. No, no music. No music. And I'd tell him, look, stop this. Please stop it. Oh, you wouldn't want me to stop doing what God called me to do, would you? <laughs> you know, God called you here. You got a job, okay? You're getting paid for this. Please be here, you know. I mean, how do you deal with somebody that says, God told me? You know, how, how do you deal with that? You know, you know, you know what I need? I need somebody that was just a little bit more normal. 
okay, because it was not contributing to our success. You know what I finally did? I had to find somebody that was more normal, okay? This guy was a bit weird, a bit spooky, a bit strange. I don't deny that God can speak to him, but why in the world every Sunday morning did God speak to this guy or every, every, uh, every other Sunday morning and Wednesday night? It just left us in such, a, such an environment that there was nothing we could do because how can you, how can you go across that normal? Normal. Normal. If what you're doing is so out in left field of everybody else around you, then I would really check myself to make sure that I'm not missing a link somewhere, okay? If I'm not got this glitch somewhere that, that uh, you know, get counsel, get help, okay? It may not be God. It may be a lot of other things that's taking you down an abnormal path. You see, Joseph made a living, he made a life, and he made a difference. He was God's man, but nonetheless, he made a living, made a life, and made a difference. No matter who Joseph was at the office, he was just daddy when he got home. Let's look. In Genesis chapter 41, verse number 50. And to Joseph were born two sons before the years of the famine came, whom Asnath, the daughter of whoever that priest was of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. What's he saying? He's saying that adding an element of normal to his life, even though he had anything but a normal life, he nonetheless understood that the normal and the natural evolving of life would, 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 would put him in a category to where he should be representative of all the other people that he knew. And so what did he do? Well, he got him a wife. He started having children, okay? And I'm not saying that, 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 that everybody has to do that, but that was his attempt to bring some normal, normalness to his life. His life was anything but normal, but that was his attempt to do what the natural flow of life was. And he had children... Do you know what his family, do you know what his normal did for him? It made him forget all of the pressures. He got to leave the office at the office. He got to leave the hurt and the pain of his past. He got to, you know, embrace a future. Why? Because he brought some normal to his life. He brought some ordinary. He just made himself like everybody else he saw. He wasn't too good. He wasn't too, you know, uh, too painful. He wasn't too hurt. He just did some normal stuff. And verse 52 says, In the name of the second called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Even in the land of your affliction, God wants you to be fruitful. And I promise you, fruitful often comes from embracing the normal. I have long since given up counseling some people who believe that God never intends for them to be normal. For some reason, God has chosen them to be weird, odd, strange. Listen, God wants you to be normal. God wants you to be representative of the picture that he painted in Genesis and in the Garden of Eden. That's not to say that everyone is going to to, uh, have children or everyone's going to be a mother or father or everyone's going to be uh, um, uh, married. That's not to say that. But it is to say that everyone should be representative of a sane, balanced, normal life. You ought to have a job. You ought to be bringing in an income. You are not the only person chosen by God or when a group of people that for some reason you don't have to work. 
that for some reason, you know, you don't have a responsibility. For some reason, you don't have to obey your parents. For some reason, you don't have to, you know, love your wife. You don't have to honor and respect your husband. You don't have to belong to a church. You, 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 you don't have to show up at work. You're special. No, you're weird. Okay? Okay? You're strange. You're weird. And if you say it's because of God, then you're spooky. And it will keep you from being successful. In this life, you have to make a living. Deal with it. You have to make a life. You need to make a life. And for goodness sake, you ought to make a difference. A difference. The truth is, is that the everyday disciplines of life are important to your sanity. Remember, no matter who Joseph was, anywhere else, the leader of the world, when he got home, I bet he was just daddy. These normal things will keep you sane and balanced. Let's make our confession this morning while we also ask God to keep us normal. And if you're not normal, if you're living out there in weirdo land, repent. Get help. Get counsel. It could be the very thing that's keeping you from accomplishing God's greatest day in your life. Let's make this confession together. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. What can you do about your day today? It's simple. As you continue to apply these elements of success to your life, you're going to find yourself growing in success, growing in influence, growing in prestige, growing in opportunities. As you grow, as you continue to see yourself more successful, you will go up a ladder. And as you go up that ladder, please keep in your pocket. Please continue to surround yourself with some normal people. People who knew you before you became successful. People who can make fun of you. People who make you ride in the back seat. People that add an element of sanity to your life. Because it's important that we stay normal. No matter how much revelation you have, no matter how great a, 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 a preacher, a teacher, a, 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 a success you are, be normal. Don't be spooky, weird, or strange. Be normal. God bless you.